Hello, hello, hello. The bar is once again open. And today we talk about the unending power of photojournalism, our canon falling short when it comes to third party lenses, and a photographer makes a flying boat. Awesome. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? Uh, before we get into all of that, Cam's got a couple of things he would like to say. Hi, guys. Yes, I just want to say that if you enjoy the show, please make sure to support us by subscribing to our Patreon. That's brand new uh, to our YouTube channel. And you can follow us on the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Please also leave us that five star review on your favorite podcast apps, such as Spotify and Apple podcast. And with that said, Mark, how are you? All good, thank you very much. And how about yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, very quiet with shoots, which has been intentional uh, during um, the last few weeks. Uh, I desperately needed to catch up with a lot of uh, admin stuff, and I tried to not clear my diary for shoots, but um, but re, re try to schedule a lot of shoots where I've been able to. Um, mm to go take the advantage of that because a lot of my business admin stuff was sort of getting left behind and we've been sorting out accounts and various things, things that you have to do as a business and the boring stuff, the boring stuff, and but stuff that has to be done. Yeah. And uh, I really feel like I've sort of, uh, I feel cleansed with it all now mm. and uh, having um, submitted some things to a lot of things to the accountant and uh um, and those sort of things. So it was, it was good to have that. And I, I do try and do it every so often, but, I never, never, never get around to it in the way that I've actually managed to do it this time. And and although as freelancers, we sort of say to ourselves that, you know, if a shoot comes in, that takes priority, I can do that. This has been the first time ever I think I've 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 really said to clients, look, I really need to re you know, I need to schedule this shoot for a few weeks or something. And luckily mm. everyone said, Yeah, that's yeah, we can we can do that. We can work with that. But also I think the last few weeks a lot of people have been away on holiday. So I think it suited them. So I think yeah. the late summer period is a good time to actually do that. Because once we hit that sort of uh uh you know that that sort of autumn period uh that we're coming into now, then uh, it starts to sort of ramp up again and, and start going crazy. Cool, cool. Uh, well I, I've stuff. been quite I've been quite busy. Uh uh it's, it seemed to be, I don't do a lot. I mean, I, I, as you know, I do a lot of sort of Indian weddings, Asian weddings. Um, I, I do mainly Sikh weddings um, with that, but I seems to be in the middle of a load of Hindu weddings at the moment. Um, mm. They are sort of slightly longer days. Uh, I mean, they're good fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm, yeah, absolutely. So that, that seems to be uh, my weeks at the moment. And uh, obviously some family stuff during the week in between. And uh, yeah, I also bought a new paper shredder. Because you know, and I, I need to shred some important documents. Um, so yeah, exactly that... one of the jobs that I've been doing. Yeah, <laughs> rock and roll, eh? <laughs> That's exactly what I've been doing. That's been yeah. part of my admin process, my, yeah. my clean out process. It's really important to do that. You know, these are things that you know, especially if you're doing social photography, you'll, you'll be dealing with people's details, and you know, you might have them on paper or, or whatever, and you can't just throw them away because that's other people's details you're putting at risk. So. You know, things like a paper shredder. I know it seems really boring and I know it seems really strange, but, you know, it's it's important. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, we re, you know, we recycle a lot of the stuff that, that comes back from the graduations that we do. Because you, you imagine there's thousands of graduates that 
that we deal with, you know, at the shoots for me, ranging from 20 people to probably seven, 8,000 people, you know, yeah. of graduates information that we have and that stuff's got to be recycled. So yeah. we don't, we don't shred that. That goes to a recycling. That's all, uh, that's all bagged up and everything. And mm. then it goes out to, uh, and, 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 and which is, which is the only way to do it. It's the only way we can do it. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, we use computer systems as well, by the way, all those people thinking, oh, these guys are in the dark ages. There's a thing called a computer. Oh, yeah. Um, but sometimes a bit of paper is, is needed. Um, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, know. we've, as, as a business, we've actually tried to go sort of paperless and, and so much of what we do is paperless. It yeah. really is. And where we can, I mean, you know, I think one of the things that COVID was, was has been great for was people now accessing things like Google drive and being mm. able to share files. Um, we did that, but before but not to the extent that we started to, having to do it during covid and now suddenly everything's changed and, and also we've become a lot more efficient like mark you mm. know that if we have a wedding booked and i'll have a pre-wedding meeting with a couple and during that pre-wedding meeting i'll fill in a google drive sheet and then that google mm. drive sheet is just shared with the rest of the team straight away absolutely you know? and, but i always end up printing that out because um i i don't want to rely on the internet if i'm you know in in a barn in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of a field or, or something <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you need to know the details, what photos are needed, what yeah. who, who the names of the important people are, and and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You, yeah, you need yeah. to know that. Yeah, and I do that, and I do that as well. But as a business, we don't sort of keep hold of all of this now. As before, mm. we used to have a folder for every single wedding that we did with all of the information that was printed out. And that's all gone now. That we've yeah. gone completely paperless with that. The only thing I print is a few days before the wedding is the information that I'm going to need on the day in the event, as you've just said, if you can't get internet access, there are yeah. ways around that. You can do screenshots and make sure that you can access them if you are offline. But you know, we now don't print any. We don't print anything off like that at mm. all. And, and stock and folders and now we've got you know where we used to have a filing cabinet full of folders for a year that's all gone now all of that stuff yeah. you know utilizing google drive and um <laughs> it's, now, urge... it's now in a data center using up water somewhere yeah that's right the, 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 there is that. And, yes yeah i mean it is affecting the environment but you know yeah. you know where we can go paperless but and i urge all photographers all of you photographers videographers you know people with small businesses to try and do that to try and utilize things like google drive google drive isn't yeah. the only one out there there are other ones of course as well of but course, google drive seems to be the one that we use okay good stuff right well just before we get to the main stories there um uh, I, I i was watching a bit of telly whilst i was doing something else um yes that is right everybody blokes can do two things at once um we just pretend we can't um <laughs> uh, and there was and i know this is a little subject that me and you both like um uh, because we both like our music and the daily express i'm not a daily express reader um nothing wrong i guess with daily express for people who like it but i don't normally like it uh, but they did do uh, a list of the uh, the 10 most iconic album covers of all time and i'm going to read them out to you cam and i want you to see what you think so we'll right, we'll, okay. we'll we'll start at number 10 and and then go to number 1 Right. Okay, and this is and, and this is the order they've put them in, is it? This is the order they put them in. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do reverse order because we're going to start at ten. But yes, uh, according to the Daily Express, this is what the ten most iconic album covers are of all time. Okay. And, so, and do I and do and would I know all of them? No, uh, well, will you know all of them? Yes. Okay. Uh, so at number ten, we got Blink One Eight Two with Enema of the State. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard I've heard of Blink One Eight Two. I've heard of. I've heard I think of you recognise the cover. It's okay. uh, a lady in a nurse um, with a with a glove. She's 
putting on like a glove okay. as though she's going to do a cavity search. And I think she's a porn star. Uh, okay. So it's all very tongue in cheek, sexual innuendos, all that kind of right. stuff. Well, en- enema of enema, the States. Enema, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's um, I never own the album, but um, okay. it's, it's a picture that I've seen. Yeah. Um we've got Gorillas Demon Days at number uh, nine. One of the great albums that is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have to say that that comes in my top ten all of all albums. Yeah, it's a good uh, album. Yeah. Good album. But, yeah. Um, um at number eight, we've got Beyonce, I am Sasha Fierce. I'm um, not a particular Beyonce no, fan. I did no. look up the I did look up the picture. Um yeah, no, it's, it's a nice it's a nice picture. Yeah. Um, I uh, but this is why there's so many different music genres. Um and, and we, yeah. we basically are we, we basically cover a few of them, don't we? Um, yeah. But anyway, at number seven, we got Bruce Springsteen with Born in the USA. Yeah, classic. That's a classic, that's a classic yep. one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, at number six, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Yeah. I can't picture the album cover for that. Yeah, but yes, she's kind I of know. sitting down, looking at the cover. Yeah, it's... Right, it's, okay. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, Rumours. Yes, yeah, know that one, yeah. Okay. Um, number four, it's The Beatles. Now, can you guess which one it is? Which um, album it would be? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I think one. it'd be a, okay. It'd be a, well, yeah, it'd no. be a choice of two. Yeah, but you got to say one. But, okay, right. say one. I'll say what I, the two that I think it could be. No, out just of. say one. The one, one you think it is. Oh bloody! Okay, it's going to be Sergeant Pepper. It is Sergeant Pepper. Well done, well done. Personally, I think Abbey Road. Well, I was going. That Abbey Road was yeah. the other one. I was. And that's why say. I was that only was, letting yeah. you. That's why I was only let you do one. And it's that's going to be one of those two. And in the end, the reason why I said uh, Sergeant Pepper was because of the the number of people that are on the front cover of that album. Um, yeah. You know, in, yeah, in that yeah. in that group, that was the only reason why. But Abbey Road yeah. was. I, but I Abbey Road for me between the two. The, the one yeah, that I would have yeah. So that's number four. Yeah. Uh, so we got number three is David Bowie. And Aladdin, Aladdin Sane. Sane. Yeah. yeah, of course yeah. it is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. which one else is going to be? Yeah. And then number two. Yeah. Is Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Moon, yeah. I mean, Classic I thought that again. would be number one, to be honest. Yeah. So the one that knocked it off the top spot, and I'm quite pleased it's a good one. Nirvana, never mind. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. Um, I and think that, there were a few, uh, few ones that I might have considered a bit more. I mean, if they'd done a top twenty, I think I always like the Wings Band on the Run album cover. Yeah, That's a good one. Um, I, I'm gonna well, Metallica, Master of Puppets, and you know, yeah. I mean, there's Metallica some great one out. The Stones, Exile um, on Main Street, yeah, Sticky Fingers, Sticky Fingers had the, had the one with the, with the with the actual. It had a proper zip. You know, yeah. a, a real zip. You know, yeah, and so that yeah, that's a great. I mean, there's been so there's many no Zeppelin in there either. No, there the isn't. No, I mean, you know, cool. the, the the classic ones with it with they yeah. had as well. But the thing is, it's it's one of those lists. I mean, yeah, you know, I get that list. We could all pick it to pieces. I guess yeah. the one that sticks out in there to me that I'm thinking. But then you could say well, it's an age thing. I don't know it. But wouldn't it be interesting to ask a lot of Beyonce people of of a certain age to say? Can you name me a Beyonce album? One, I bet you they wouldn't be able to name it, and yet they love Beyonce, right? Because, oh, well, I think that. No, right? hang on, hang on. I'm gonna. No, 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 no. Right, I, and I, I reckon. And, I th- I think that's that's not right because okay. Beyonce. I know what you're saying because of the single culture and people yeah. don't listen to albums. Yeah. But Beyonce's been around for donkeys, so you know. No, no, but yeah, but it's not the that albums. Probably, albums they, were pretty big when I don't know. I mean, they know every. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that know every 
every track on that album, but probably don't know the name of the album. And would oh, they know? But and would they know the image that's on the front cover of that album? Well, I, I think the Beyonce fans would. I mean, I just mentioned mm. Master of Puppets by Metallica, and they're not. Mm. <laughs> you know, there, there was a few people um, that probably wouldn't know that. Yeah, um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not convinced there. I mean, the it Beyonce came out. Crowd. Well, it came out in 2008 and albums were still a thing in 2008. Streaming wasn't really the pomp that it was that that it is now. Um, Albums are still a thing back then. Um, So, no, it's not an album I know much about. I mean, the, the, the album cover is a picture of Beyonce sort of, well, I'm guessing half naked. She's covering a... Uh, you know the bits that need to be covered um uh, with a with a beach background it's a black and white image i mean it's it's a good picture and i guess it was probably quite a breakthrough album for for her maybe uh, mm. i don't know much about beyond i'm i'm, I'm going to be honest i'm i'm looking at it now I've, I've I've never come across it now people might say oh that's just because you're too old yeah i um but well, it might be I, well no because i no well, it could be it could, it could be. be i'm afraid it could be Cam. it could i mean you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who's saying, "How come Nirvana's number one? How can it beat Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon?" Because Dark course, Side yeah. is an iconic yeah. album, right? Um, but it, we're just talking about the covers, though. We're not talking about the music, are we? No, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people, and and again, I, I personally think Abbey Road over Sgt. Pepper's, but yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, yeah. I would agree because uh, yeah, I would agree. But you know, the 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 sort of uh, you know best albums best bands best whatever these lists yeah. that, that happen and channel four here in the uk i've not seen it for a while however you know they do all these programs don't they with the the best of and everything and i always take those really with a pinch of salt i mean yeah bohemian rhapsody is not the greatest rock song of all time <laughs> oh okay it's, it's no because it's not a rock song it's opera you know, it's a ballad and it's heavy metal it's all it, those it, things that's why it, it's an amazing it song. is yeah it, it is an amazing song yeah um uh you know but it but it's yeah anyway look that goes into a whole different topic yeah, anyway yeah, so, yeah. We're, we're veering off now while we're talking about this was obviously in the daily express it was it was yeah. a new story and everything it does lead quite nicely into something that I wanted to talk about because I came across um, uh, a couple of articles and hmm. that, that that made me think about this. And this article I found on BBC News going back a, a few weeks ago. And the article was headlined, Five Key Moments in the Crushing of Afghan Women's Rights. Right. And it talks about, you know, how things have changed in Afghanistan and how women are treated and really what rights they actually have. And as I was reading through the news story, sort of flicking through it, the imagery, which are really just snaps are Mm. very powerful, incredibly powerful. Uh, You know, we're so used to seeing video content now, you know, that we, that, that it goes to show that the power of a still image is 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 huge it's you know it it can leave a lasting impression you know and when i was reading through this it, it made you know the the images that i stopped out they they you know they, they they're just something about them mm. that 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 makes you feel there's an uneasiness i would say there's an uneasiness yeah. uh, about these images um and and once you read the story, it goes well, obviously, with the story, you know, and it's very sad what's happening out there, you know, um, 
about how men, you know, uh, feel that they have the divine right and the divine power to to rule over women and to be able to, you know, uh, treat them as treat them the way that they do and, and to suppress what they're about, because mm. we wouldn't be the world wouldn't be anywhere without men and women. You know, who, yeah, you know. no, I agree with that. I, I think what I'd like to try and do is, is, is try and because I agree with everything you said there, obviously. Mm. Um I, I want to try and avoid the politics of that kind of stuff, really, and just talk about the imagery. Mm. Um, because it I know I know they kind of go intertwined. I mean, photojournalism as, as I, I feel it is especially with stills photography, probably isn't as um I don't know, is, is it as relevant as it was maybe 10, 20 years ago? Because we have rolling news and things like that. Um, you know, do, do do people really, I don't know, digest these sort this sorts of imagery through still photography anymore? Is is that something they do as much? Yeah. Well, the reason why the, the other reason why I wanted to, I, I, as I said, I came I came across this and I saved this story because I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll bring it up at some point. But then two or three things happened this week that made me think, yes, this is the, the yeah, I do definitely want to mention this. We we mentioned recently, didn't we, the Indian. Um, Chandrayaan that was heading to the moon at the time, and they sent their first picture uh, of the moon. And we were saying how remarkable it was to see that picture. And since then, they have successfully landed. Yeah, Russia's Russia's mission to it crashed a few days before, and so and India was successful in reaching the South Pole. Mm. Now, at the moment, I've not seen anything that's come out from the rover that's going to be coming out of this. Uh, uh, this let's call it a spaceship because the word's gone yeah. out of my mind, right? This rocket, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to come down, uh, down a ramp, and it's going to move around for fourteen days, and it'd be really fantastic to see those images. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then um, going back, uh, you know, uh, very recently, of course, everything that's been going on in Russia and Ukraine. There was the the plane that went down, or the helicopter went down with I can't remember his name, Wagner or something. The, uh, the it was I can't remember. It is Wagner, wasn't it? I think something no, like that. Well, Wagner was the um that was was the the military group that yeah he was right head okay off. right um, and okay. this just to get into and I, I said I want to uh, we'll just talk about the facts rather than the politics of it yeah but, sure yeah but basically um, this chap who his name does escape me um, he actually tr- almost um, completed a military coup against mm. Putin a few weeks ago yeah so a few weeks ago a couple of months ago now I think yeah that's was, right yeah when, yeah when um, I mean. And I know when it was happening, a lot of people were going, "Yeah, come on, get mm. Putin." But um, this guy is probably worse than Putin. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there um, because he, he's not a really nice guy. But he's part. He was the head of the Wagner Group, um, and he there, there was a deal, wasn't there? And it stopped him going to Moscow with mm. his um, with his with his soldiers, and. Um, he was exiled to Belarus, I think it was. Yeah, something um, like that, yeah. And now suddenly he's died in a plane crash with, by the way, another head uh, and founder of the Wagner Group. Yeah. Um, which is obviously suspicious as hell. But, um... yeah. So, and, and then the reason why I wanted to mention this was because th- these were news stories that suddenly were, were breaking news. The, 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 you know, we know about the Afghan women rights. You know, we, you know, we do see news stories on that. And if you flick through some of the channels some of the news channels that you get CNN, you get Al Jazeera, which are great channels to watch. Yeah. You do see a particular Al Jazeera. You get some incredible documentaries on those. Mm. 
and they highlight in uh, you know areas that, that are sort of wider than than say Europe the news that we we get here. But then when you but when you see the imagery of this, and then when I saw the images that were came came back from Chandran, or of or, or, or of Chandran, it's I've not seen as I said the rover images yet. Yeah. And then you know, and then the, this happened in Russia, and the breaking news, and you see these, and you and we initially see videos, but then when you see some of the stills, and then there was a third story as well, and that was those people in Pakistan that were stuck on the cable lift, yeah. And yesterday they re- released some drone footage, and then they and they showed some stills, and these pictures are incredibly dramatic. Mm. I mean, those mount uh, th- those those hills and everything, the landscape there in Pakistan looked absolutely beautiful, and. And you see the beauty of the land, but you see how dangerous it was. What yeah. was very interesting, I noticed that those those people in there were going to school, I think, and it was a four minute cable car ride. And had that's they a commute, driven, isn't it? Yeah, and if they're driven by car, I think it takes two and a half hours, Whoa. and that's why they use it. So it's yeah, their of course, school run. But the image, the imagery that came back, and I'm not talking about video content. I'm talking about the stills. They were very, very striking. And I think my whole point about this is that. These photographers, these photojournalists, they are recognised around the world. There are regular awards, and 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 you you get these around the world, the best news stories and everything. But I think it's very easy for us, as just as photographers, and I'm talking about people that that, that put out these rewards, to overlook overlook some of this imagery, and to see how what's actually been captured by the photographers and how well they've captured these and how dramatic they actually look. It's very easy for people to say, oh, yeah, but they were lucky because they're out there anyway. And they, and, and that, so they, they're obviously going to get pictures like that, you know, mm. you know, but, but, the, but that's not what it's about. You know, regardless of that, they are, they, they may well be there, but they're capturing things and they know what they're doing in that instant as well. And I think that when we do watch a lot, lot of video content, more and more and more of us are is is not to overlook the fact that a lot of these people that are out there, not just video filming and, and looking at the film content, but the photographers that are out there risking their lives as they have done for years, you know, as they have done for years, put themselves in 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 these situations. But I think it's a nod to these people to be Yeah, no, I I, under, I understand I understand that. I think because I mean I was looking at uh, uh it's actually quite an old story in the independent about um uh, a, a photographer in Ukraine called Alina Smutko, and um, you know, du- before the war, she, you know, her work focused on politics, sport, and you know, social justice. So she was reasonably politically um, sort of involved. But obviously, events have basically changed. And now she's now taken on the role as, as war photographer, and the things she has to do. I mean, a- according to, well, she she has to be there. She she has to take these photos. And one of her photos was the. Uh, I think we all saw it. Um, when I think it was last year, wasn't it? When when the Russians um, attacked um, a hospital, and they yeah. had that picture of the pregnant woman coming out of yeah. the hospital on the stretcher. Well, that was her. That was her photo. Right. Uh, incredibly powerful photo, um, and. The Russian embassy came out with uh, no, no. She, this 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 person's an actor. Uh, it was a military base. It wasn't a hospital. And so, not only does she have to be there, you know, the risks that she she's also now facing something on a different front that maybe the likes of Don McCullough never had to worry about. You know, um, you know that the social media and the the big propaganda sort of machine that is against her i mean you know that the russian embassy basically said no this this isn't real this isn't real this is fake you know that I've, I've got a 
uh, I can see their their post now, and it's just got the, her photos on there, and she's got fake written across it. You know, mm. this is the this is out the Donald Donald Trump playbook, isn't it? You know, the fake news thing. Mm. Um, so not only is it difficult for her in that respect but also the other thing is it's very difficult to sort of i guess with with, there's so many cameras around these days as well i mean every ukrainian i'm sure well not every ukrainian but i'd say 90 percent plus of ukrainians probably have a smartphone of some description which have cameras on and you know so therefore you've got a camera in every household on every street in every city um so the saturation of this type of imagery, if you're in that place, will will will, will be incredible. So I, I do wonder with with that with smartphones um, and also with things like rolling news that we have now. You know, we we digest our news generally, like you said, Al Jazeera or BBC News mm. or Sky News or ITV News, or, you know, Channel Four, whatever. Um, you know, they, they it's, it's all video, it's all correspondence on there, um, and they have video footage. Mm. Do you think the stills photographer, and I, I mentioned this like five minutes ago, do you think the stills war photographer um, or photojournalism, do you think that is as relevant as it was back in, I don't know, the 70s, 80s, um, when, you know, uh, you, you didn't you didn't have rolling news then you know you had maybe two or three editions of the same newspaper during the day with updates of what was going mm. on um i and... think i think it is and i t- and, and I t- that's a really good point actually because i think history will tell us that as we look as we go into the future i think we'll probably look back at imagery stills rather mm. than look going back to look through video content yeah. So if we if we want to research something, we're, yep. we're going to be looking at the stills of those, and that's why I think it's really still so relevant. I mean, yeah. there was another picture I've sort of laughed a little bit about it that's been recently issued in the news. Of course, is Donald Trump's mugshot that he oh, yeah, had taken in Georgia. Okay, yeah. now <laughs> make of it what you will, but that's that that is going to be a very historic image. You know, now yeah. we're not talking about whether you agree with Trump, whether you like him, or whether you don't, and whatever. But I'm just saying that is going to go down in in history. That image, that mugshot, and mm. so so stills are incredibly relevant because we will be going back and looking at those over and over again. That's what we're mm. going to be looking but at. But do you think there's going to be someone? I mean, we did have some very famous. Um, war photographers, didn't mm, we? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mentioned Don McCullen. Um, but you know, are we going to get people like that again who is as revered? Because there was less of them back then, or there was less, it, it, it wasn't as easy to get your work out there as it is now. You know, you just need to have a smartphone if you're in an area where something's happened, take a load of pictures, stuck them online. Mm. Um, you know, that becomes then part of that cachet of, of imagery of that event. And, I think within... what happened, and there's going to be millions of these photos now. Mm. Whereas within... back then, not so much. So does that make the imagery? And, and it's, um, I want to be careful the way I'm saying this because obviously a lot of this imagery is stuff about you know desperation and and mm. you know it's, it's not it's not a uh, it's not something that's uh, particularly you know frivolous or or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But some of these Don McCullum pictures. And it's not just Don McCullough. You know, there was that I've forgotten who shot it. Now the picture with the boy in the hand grenade. Oh, that wasn't um, Sebastian Salgado, was it? I can't remember. It may have been. I can't remember yeah. who it was. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't Don McCullough, but it was that no. boy in the hand grenade. Um, 
you know, these are pictures that are not revered is the wrong words, but they're, they're, they're important parts mm. of history, right? Because there wasn't, not just because of the actual picture, which is incredibly powerful, but because of the lack of other pictures, mm. you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is saturation. I think those photographers will be named and by the relevant sort of the, the people relevant to that industry more mm. so than the wider yeah. thing, because these days it's go, it all goes in as under Getty images, doesn't it? Or whatever. Oh, agents yeah. and all of that. Okay. Reuters or something. Yeah. Like Reuters. That. Okay. Yeah. So, so things will get lost within names of agencies, you know, and I think that's, yeah. that's what will happen. But within the industry, I think those photographers are going to be well known and, mm. and big and rather than sort of the wider public as such, but I want to finish off. I Martin. guess your voice is, is, it's 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 diff more difficult for your voice to be heard, I guess, to be separate from all the other voices through your it imagery. Is, yeah. I, I I feel, I mean, I think this generally about photography anyway. There's there's um, and I know you wanted to sort of sort of finish up, but there was this other. Uh, this is um, I I live in Coventry, and um, there's this um, Facebook page that I look at. It's called the Coventry we used to know. Now I'm not native to Coventry, so. Um, I, I just look at it out of interest rather than nostalgia. But, um, you know, you see all these old pictures of places in Coventry um, that would have been taken on film um, and they're special. Now, I wonder in like 50 years time, are those pictures going to be as special? I think we spoke about this a little bit a couple of pods ago, didn't we? Mm. Are those pictures going to be as special in 50 years time from the sorry, from the photos that we're taking now? Because there's so many, there's so many photos now. So it's not like a peek into the past. It's like you're a, <laughs> a deluged by pictures from the past. Do you know what I mean? And it almost becomes less special and more throwaway. Mm. And I think only I think only time will tell there, won't yeah, it? I, I guess. I think. And I wonder if that is the same with with this sort of photography, the the photojournalism. Mm. Yeah. And just before we do break off for a drink, uh, Mark, I just want to just read the last two paragraphs of the BBC story about the Afghan women, yeah. just to sort of put it into context about what it is, because, you know, we were saying we don't want to get into the politics of things and we're not here. I'm simply reading out word for word what's in this yeah. article. And then we'll break for a drink. It says, and every once in a while, despite the very grave risk of detention and violence, groups of Afghan women continue to march on the streets, raising their voices. One of them told us, we are not the same women the Taliban suppressed 20 years ago. We have changed and they will have to accept it, even if we have to give up our lives for it. Yeah. And on that, Mark, let's grab a drink. Right then. So something I wanted to talk about, actually, um, both me and Cam, uh, I'm sure our regular listeners know, but both me and Cam are Canon users. Um, and the reason I want to talk about this is purely because we both use Canon. Um, it's not really a, a, an advertisement for the, for the company or, or, or anything against the company. It's just that we use them. Um, now, Canon recently, obviously, uh, reasonably recently, um, released, obviously, the R6, the R5, and then I've got the R6 Mark II and the whole RF mount range of lenses, um, which... I don't actually use I don't use the RF uh, lenses at the moment because I've just got an adapter and I use my current you know my, my old EF lenses which are fine however I know Cam you do have the 2470 which actually is in my possession at the moment and uh, uh, is, is is a marvelous marvelous lens um, the focusing is so incredibly quick and smooth and you, you, you don't realize it's focusing half the time when it is actually focusing it's incredibly quick incredibly accurate um and it's it's a marvelous bit of kit and i really want to get one i've just got to find two and a half grand somewhere and there is the problem i guess right so canon are really 
restricting third party lenses at the moment for their RF mount. Um, they're not saying they won't do it. In fact, um, you know, they're, they're, they have been quoted of saying, and I'm, I'm reading this out now from uh, an F-Stoppers um, article. Um, if we receive a request from a third party lens company to open the mount, we will study whether the license whether to license it based on Canon's own business plan and strategy. In fact, we are now communicating with several third-party lens companies in this regard. So basically, they're, uh, for me, I think they're holding on to it a little bit um, because they, they don't want third-party lenses using their mounts, I'm guessing. Um, I'd imagine this will change over years, but I'm just wondering what you thought about it because, you know, lenses like Sigma, Tamron, um, you know, they're all good. In fact, I think Tamron lenses have, have kind of, I remember the days when Sigma were the ones to go to, but I think Tamron uh, are, are, are pretty much uh, the, 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 the best ones now, I'm guessing. Um, but, you know, with other manufacturers, Sony, um, Nikon, uh, you know, all their mounts are on third-party lenses. It does restrict the amount of lenses you can have with Canon. It also means you've got to buy the really expensive ones, which is why I haven't bought the, the RFs 2470. When I got an EF2470, it's not quite as good, but it's still really good. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what do you think about that, Cam? Well, Mark, you see, it surprises me that you have that you have a problem with this because, after all, you're an Apple user, aren't you? Um, I am. I do say I have a problem with it. I, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just wondering what it is. I mean, and, and just to be sure, I don't have any third-party lenses. I don't use third. You know, all my stuff is Canon. So mm, yeah. I, I don't. It, but yeah. I can see why, uh, for two reasons, it might be an issue for a lot of photographers. Mm. I don't have a, a, a massive array of lenses. I have three lenses. I've got uh, uh, an 85mm Prime, uh, which goes down to 1.8. Um, I've got a... Um, 24, 70, 2.8, and a 70, 200, 2.8. I mm. want to change the, the two zoom lenses I've got for the EF eventually because uh, the new Canon 70 to 200 is half the size and half the weight of mine, which when you're, when you're using a lens that size is really, really useful. And also the new 24, 70, which you've got, which I've used, is, is so much quicker than mine. Um, but is it quick enough? Enough for me to part with two and a half thousand pounds i don't mm. know yeah i mean i the, the article that um i came across on this uh had some interesting comments from some people um yeah. and, and i want and i thought this would be a good starting point for sort of my response so one person here and um, says there are a lot of frustrated with canon photographers these days uh, it says, I think they may be overestimating the loyalty of their users. I know that after 20 years of being a diehard Canon photographer, I'm really starting to think about switching. Um, and another one says, honestly, there's no reason to be loyal to any brand. Not like if we buy three bodies, we get the fourth free or anything like that. Now, uh, that, that, that second comment is quite interesting because mm. I've never actually been particularly loyal to any brand. I was for years mm. to Nikon. It's only because I had Nikon, just stayed with Nikon. Then, I, of course, I went to Sony. I even bought Panasonic. I mean, it's mainly for video filming. Um, and then I went sort of back to Nikon. And now, now I'm Canon. So I've never actually been loyal to a brand because I've never bought mm. tons of equipment. I've never bought loads and loads of lenses, kept them and done that. That mm. I've, I've, I've hired lenses if I need certain lenses for a shoot yeah um but also i've kept my my equipment to a minimum and i part exchange stuff so there's every chance that i may end up going to nikon in a couple of years time mm. so i'm not particularly loyal to it to any brand from that point of view and it's true what this person says is why you know 
we do he says there's no reason to be loyal to any brand it's not like we buy three bodies and get the fourth for anything like that what do they say none of these brands actually say to us well how many lenses have you got okay well look you've got a, you've got six of our lenses look you know we're going to offer you this one free or we're going to you, you can have 40 percent off this because you've bought five lenses from us previously so we so so we can we can get hung up on sticking with the same brands but when it yeah. comes to lenses, I think this is where it is a big strike against Canon because I think they should be opening their systems up to as many people as possible because they're mm. always going to be buying a Canon body, but they might choose to buy different lenses. You mm. know, and and I think they I think they should have they should have the option of that. You know, yeah. And, I mean, I'll just just to say about switching gear. I mean, I've never. I mean, I switched gear. Back in 2008, I was Nikon, um, and then I went over to Canon. And I've been Canon ever since. And I don't see myself changing, not because I have any particular loyalty, but because I just don't understand why people switch all the time. Hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why people switch. Because you're constantly changing your camera. You've got to relearn uh, where things are. Um, I know how to use my camera inside out pretty much in any situation. Um, you keep switching and then you switch back and then you switch. I mean, why? <laughs> Just you know, well, the thing is, is for me, I've I've done that because I've I've always felt actually I'm I there's something about this. Let's say when I jumped from Nikon to to uh, to, to, to to Canon, there was a reason for going to what I did because I was really impressed by the way what the image quality. I was really impressed by the way it was performing. I was really impressed with the whole camera. I thought, yeah, but you also isn't... use Sony. Yeah, but but the thing is, is there was a real upgrade, you know, um, I've said before, Sony menu systems are very, very difficult to understand. You know, mm. they are for me. We still use Sony. Don't get me wrong. Mm. We use it for video, but not for photography. Mm. Ergonomically, I don't think the Sony's are a patch on Canon or Nikon. Mm. Okay. Um, and, and so, I, so I, I, so I will chop and change brand because I feel that I'm, I'm getting something that's better than that I had before mm. and better than what that old brand had to offer. So that's, so that's the reason why I was doing it. And you know what? It's actually quite nice to get something brand new and, and now to learn something, you know, I've learned now that I can use, I can pick up a Sony and be familiar, partially familiar with their ridiculous menu system, but I can pick up a mm. Canon and I can pick up a Nikon and I'm pretty good with, with all of those. And I think that's been quite a good learning curve as well. And that's been good in the, in, in for the, for the for the for the courses that we run okay mm. so it's good to have some idea of those so i don't have a problem with any of those but it's reading the the comments from some of the 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 other photographers again some people saying that they that they jumped from canon because because of this lens issue some people have gone mm. from, gone to sony's one guy saying he doesn't know any professionals that shoot sony so everyone's got their own opinions yeah. but what it comes down to is this story was all about the third party lenses yeah in that you know, obviously it's down to Canon. Mm. You know, it, it is going to prevent some people buying Canon, but Canon would probably turn around and say, well, that, you know, that's your choice. Yeah, um, I think it is. I mean, I think I don't think it will stay like this either. I mean, eventually they will open this out to third-party lenses. I mean, the, 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 they're always going to because the the, the, the competition are. So uh, I, I, can, I can completely understand that. Let's say, the, I mean, how long is the RF mount? really been going for so five years ten years i don't really know i mean the r6 and the r5 came out about four years ago now is it just pre-pandemic when they came out and then obviously the pan that's why i'm a bit uncertain because the pandemic has kind of 
you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of skewed the timeline. Um, but I remember the first photography show after when it was when I bought my R6 after the pandemic. Um, they, they sold out. I mean, all the stores basically sold out because they were sending them at a really good price. Um, but, you know, it was the first time people could really get hold of them, I'm guessing, because uh, I don't know if you remember, but there were some chip issues, weren't there? I mean, you couldn't buy new cars because there were chips because of the pandemic. And I know um, Sony and Microsoft have issues for their consoles because of this chip. I don't know if cameras had the same issue. I don't, I don't know. Um, but for me, the R6 and the R5, it... it and and that RF mount really in its pomp is quite a new system. Um, it's been go- I think it's been going like I say it's been going longer than I think most of us think it has. But um, it's it's quite a new system. So if I was Canon, I'd be like, well, no, hang on, you know, this is our new system. We we're just going to have this for a bit and then open it out. I, mm. I can kind of understand that. I, I do I do I do get it. I mean, Canon aren't you know. You know, they have the luxury of being able to say enough people are buying their cameras anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Right. You know, but but actually that but there's still a whole, you know, generation of people that are coming into photography and are looking into buying something. Mm. And when they start to pick up on these sort of things, you know, well, you can't get the lenses or you can't get third party lenses for it. Mm. That is a problem. You can't get adapters, all sorts of things, you know, I mean. And- what I would say is, though, you can get third-party lenses for the R5 and the R6, mm. though. you just got to have the mount. you just got to have mm. the adapter. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I'm using an adapter for my old EF lens at mm. the moment. So it's not as if you can't use third-party lenses. Mm. You just can't use the third-party lenses with the RF mount. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's... I think it's, I think as long as people are aware of it and they don't go into buying a system and then thinking, oh, but I thought this, I mean, that's up to yeah. them to do their homework. So, yeah. Well, of course. You know, and the thing is, is when you read an article like this and you read the comments, that the comments that you're going to get are all the ones that they, who are going to be knocking cannon anyway. <laughs> well, you know, of course, yeah. Right? It's all it's 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 going to be the people you know that aren't happy with cannon, the people that have decided to you know switch from cannon, or you know, it's it's not the people that are saying, hey, look, it doesn't really bother me. I'm all right. You know, uh, yeah. th- those people aren't going to bother commenting. So. I mean, I use Canon because I think it's the uh, and the R6 because I think it's one of the best cameras about at the moment. That's mm. why I use it. Um, yeah. I'm not sponsored by Canon or anything like that. Mm. I made a choice to go mirrorless. I was, I'm sure listeners will remember, I was very wary about going to mirrorless. Mm. Um, you know, a, a while back, yeah, very wary you because were. of the issues. Yeah, but it's because I knew the issues that um, Rob, who used to uh, yeah. um, contribute to this, he had massive issues with his Sony in low light conditions. He had mm. to change back to his DSLR, and I was mm. like, "Well, what's the point in that then?" Do you yeah. know what I mean? What's yeah. the point? Um, and it was only when I spoke to, uh, yeah, it was Tommy Reynolds who was on here, and he he got an R five, and he said, "Oh no, there's no issues of that with this." And I was like, "Fantastic, okay, mm. cool." Um, and then I, and then I went. Um, and I went and got it and it was amazing and you know that I feel that the R6 and the R5 and, and I have the R3 is amazing as well I think they are the better mirrorless cameras at the moment um, mm. I'm not sure if Sony and Nikon are, are as good that's my personal opinion I'm sure mm. there's some Nikon listeners out there and some Sony listeners out there are probably shouting at me at the moment um, but I think there's a lot of fear I think the people that are are probably the, the people that are, are sort of fearful about switching over and admitting the fact that, hey, look, I'm a Nikon user and because I've got loads of Nikon equipment, uh, I've got loads of sound, I've, I'm, I'm invested into all of that with all my lenses yeah. and everything, so I'm going to just stick with it. I, I think people should be a lot braver than that and say, don't just sort of say, 
well, you know what, I'm 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 going to stick with it because I have to. No, you don't have to. Look at all the kit that you've got. Look at all the lenses and say to yourself, do I actually use this stuff? How often do I use? Well, that, there is that. Yeah. You know that 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 seventy to two hundred mil lens. How often do I really get it out? If I didn't have it, would I miss it? And then people will say, then I'll say, I exit get rid of all this stuff and go into a new system, you'll be a lot happier. But then they'll say, yeah, but I'm not going to get as much for it as I, as, as when I bought it for. Well, well, of course you're not going to. Of course you're going to sort of, in inverted commas, lose money. But those hopefully the, the, that gear has earned you money uh, yeah, along no, I, the way, okay? I, so people, so people, I think, should be a lot braver. I think people should, you know, when people do say, well, it's because I've got all the gear anyway. I'm gonna, and, I, and I always sort of think that's, you know, that's sometimes it's playing it safe. And then when you do, I don't know. Jump, I kind when you of do, disagree with that. When you do jump to another brand for the right reasons, and those right reasons only you yeah. can decide on, then you think, do you know what is the best decision I could ever have made? You know, you see, I, when when I went to when I went to Canon, the re, there was two. Well, yeah, there was two reasons why I went to Canon. Really, first one is I was working for a studio who used Canon, so I knew how to use Canon, and I liked. And and the second reason was is I liked the way their lenses were 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 were. were ranged and sized and, and i liked them i liked you had the l lenses you had the non-l lenses it was mm. a lot easier to work out which lenses i need to get i felt so that's why i left nikon and, and went over to canon now they just so happened that at that time canon released the 5d mark ii mm. which was quite a revolutionary camera at the time it mm. was it had a full-size sensor um which for the price range was really good and i think it was the first camera that had the 1080 video on there as well um so it just so happens that's the camera i bought i swapped at that time now between now and then um loads of people have been telling me oh yeah the nikon d750 the D850 or whatever, that's the best wedding camera to get. And you're using this Canon one. And why are you using that Canon? You should switch over to Nikon. And, and I never did. I said, like, no, you know, I like my camera. It does what I want it to do. And I'm really good. And now it's come to this point where it's kind of flipped again, where obviously Canon is smashing it with the R6 is now the Mark II, the R5 and all that. And maybe Nikon and Sony not quite there at the mm. moment. I'm um, and then I upgraded to that, so I didn't need to change my system. Do you know what I mean? No, you're right, Mark. And no, no, and actually, that's what I was saying because I did say that you and you have to make that decision for yourself. I'm not saying mm. change for the sake of changing. If you don't feel that you need to change and you're invested in a brand, but you still think that it's the best brand out there, I'm not saying it's the best brand out there because you've already invested in it. Okay, mm. but, but 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 step back and say, okay. Well, just assume I haven't got any of this gear. What is the best camera out there for my needs, for the shoots, the type of jobs that I do? Is Canon going to hit it? Is is Nikon going to hit it? And is Sony or is Sony going to hit it? Or is Penta or whatever, right? And then make that decision. But step back and then say, right, okay, this is going to be the best camera for me. Now, it's a different brand, so I've got to look at the pros and cons about changing. That's all I'm saying. I think you have to but make I th- that Yeah, and I think the thing that people need to be wary of is just, jumping system every time a new camera comes out because i dare say in a few years time sony or nikon are going to release a camera that eclipses what canon are doing at that moment in time oh, of course yeah uh, but i'm yeah. not about to then go oh my word no. i need to get rid of all my canon stuff and get to nikon stuff because if you keep jumping like that yeah actually you're going to lose a lot of money quite yeah frankly. that's right yeah um, and I, yeah and and i wasn't saying as soon as something comes out you think it's better because you would expect when something new comes out to be better yeah right you would accept you would know it was going to be better after a period of time when your own equipment, you know, if you're if, if the gear that you've got cuts it for you and you're absolutely happy with it, great. When you mm. get to a point when you think, 
I need to change this now, either because I know there's some limitations mm. because of new stuff that's out there or because of overuse and that type of thing. It, mm. when you get to a point when you think, I need to be thinking about a new camera, all right? You yeah. know, and then you step back and then you say, right, what's going to be the best camera for my needs? What's the best brand? And so that's why I don't think that, that's why personally for me, I've never invested in having lots of lenses. Yeah, uh, I, I have For that reason, because really. exactly. And it's best not to, because if you need a lens, go and if you need a lens for a shoot. You need a lens, go, you can go either hire rent it. it. Right, or yeah. if you think you're going to need it again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm still thinking I need to get a wide, a nice wide prime. Yeah. That would be nice. And I've been yeah. thinking about that for years and yeah. uh, I might do that. Yeah, rather than but there's so much used stuff out there as well. There's yeah, so much, and, and, so and those lenses are in such good quality, they're in hey. such good condition because people buy stuff and they don't use it. And actually, you can find some really choice stuff now, second hand. I mean, just to go yeah. back to this article, um, and I'll, I'll say what I was about to say in a minute. I mean, personally, I still think the R6, the R5, um, and the R3, I still think they're the, the, the leaders at the moment. Personally, that's what I, I agree. Think. Yeah, um, I, I do. Um, so if you are looking to buy a camera, if you're a Canon user and you don't be put off by this third party lens article, um, I think eventually they will have third party lenses. You can still use third party lenses with an adapter. It's not the RF, but nevertheless, you're still going to get a tremendous camera body, even with the adapter. It's still really good. I mean, just look at some of the reviews. Um, uh, was it uh, Frono's photo was uh, did something and he's incredibly um he, you know he doesn't pull his punches when when he does his reviews mm. and he was using the adapter and on the on the canon r6 i can't remember if it's the r6 or the r5 and he was like Let, yeah it's obviously it's, it is slower but i mean you're not it's not an issue do you know what i mean this mm. adapt it works so well with the adapter it's not um you know you don't have to sell all your lenses and get the new ones you don't you just don't you no. can get the adapter um but yeah, going back to secondhand stuff, like you, you were saying, Cam, it, when I, um, so I obviously people know I, I've broken my R6. Um, I, I didn't look after it properly and I broke the hot shoe adapter. Um, and I went into London Camera Exchange. Hello to the guys at London Camera Exchange. Obviously there are other shops available, but we, we they are friends of ours. Um, and, and I don't get a discount or anything, by the way. I, I pay proper prices. It's not a sponsorship thing. Um, so I went in there and took it out and they had a secondhand R5 already. Really? Yeah. 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 So apparently some guy, they said, oh, yeah, some person bought it, realized it wasn't for them. And yeah. and, and there's they, a lot they, of they that. It back and, and got another one. Yeah. Um, there's so much of that that people yeah. buy stuff and, and because they've got money or yeah. money to burn, they think they're going to be able to get a new camera, take better pictures, finally spend the money, don't use it for a while. And then they yeah, just get rid of it. There's so much good secondhand stuff out there. Because yeah, these absolutely. days people look after their equipment now because they know that their secondhand market is so huge. And, and eBay mm. was responsible for that, really. So yeah, people keep absolutely. the boxes they keep the packaging and they look yeah. after stuff they you know they're mm. careful how they use it because they know that the resale value more so than yeah. ever before yeah well most people do anyway just um watch yeah. those shoe adapters guys exactly that's right <laughs> mark should we get a drink i'm thirsty yeah yeah okay right then guys so um yeah we, we spoke at length about this last two but there was just this other little story that i just wanted to chat about it's um, a story of ingenuity a bit of bravery and photography so you know it's the sort of things we like isn't it cam so um yeah so That's so yeah one. so it is a good one now um i saw this on the independent um and uh, it's a marvelous bit of footage so uh, we'll we'll try and put a link out there um on this but basically a photographer has been spotted flying a homemade dinghy 
over the Solomon Islands in the South Pacific. I'm reading this from the Independent um, uh, article. Uh, in a bid to capture some unexplored areas, Ben Neal, who's 37 and from Australia, yeah, that's kind of uh, natural, really, isn't it? It's, it takes an Australian to do something crazy like this. Um, us Brits would be too refined to do it, wouldn't we? We wouldn't do anything like that. Um, so, yeah, Ben Neal, 37, from Australia, put the 8,000-piece aircraft together himself without instructions, um, and the project took two months to complete. Uh, he said he sailed... Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, two months to complete. He, he said he, he sailed a boat with a... He sailed a boat with a flying boat on the deck and used it as a photography platform. Um, he said of the hours he got spending it in the air, uh, and there's footage of it. That um, there's footage on the uh, gallery Earth can be uh, and it can be bought to raise funds for NGOs. Um, so yeah, really cool bit of footage, and it's in. It literally is a dinghy with some wings. I mean, it's a sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, it's the sort of thing you see in a movie um it's incredible stuff i mean what, what do you think about it cam i, I think it's amazing it, it, it actually doesn't look real it looks like when you see the video like it's been cut out mm. um but it's not it, it's really i think it, whatever camera that he's used whether it's a gopro or something to actually film himself he's attached something to the wing hasn't he right he's attached something yeah right it, it's remarkable really that that someone's gone out to to do that, I mean, it looks bizarre. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yes, it, it sounds. It looks like it sounds a dinghy boat up in the sky. And it's exactly that. It's, it's and it's exactly, exactly that. It but I mean, the stuff that he's going to get from that is just absolutely incredible. Some people would say, "Well, why couldn't you have just taken a drone up there or something?" Or and yeah, uh, and, but where's uh, the adventure? I guess. But where's yeah. the? Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, that's that's also a British thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Why, yeah, why, but, why didn't he just use a drone? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, um, there's a far easier way of doing it. Yeah. And uh, oh, what would be interesting is what 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 permission he would have had to get to actually fly to fly up there. I have and no idea. also, would he have had to have any sort of flying qualifications? I mean, it'd be interesting to know his background because he must. He must uh, already be familiar with, you know, um, flights of light sort of aircraft or something like that. I mean, so I'm guessing he's a, a proficient sailor because he said he sailed a boat with the yeah. flying boat on his deck. Yeah. So either he did that or he got um, someone to yeah. do it for him. So he must yeah. have had people and advisors. Yeah, yeah. But he looks like he, he's a, a he he's. He's just one of these guys that's, that's put his hand to many different things over the years and done something incredibly, uh, incredibly brave it, it, and yeah. incredibly great, I think. Yeah. <laughs> fair play to him. <laughs> fair, fair play to him. I think that's great to see something like that. We'll, we'll put a link out for, for, for people to have a look at it. And uh, but but what else is there that people can do that, uh, you know, if, if if you suggested this to somebody, you know, they think you're crazy. Um, yeah. But, you know, the weird and wacky world of photography and photographers, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would you ever fancy stuff. doing something like that? Um, if somebody said to me, would you want to go up in there? It's perfectly safe. Yeah, I'd give it a go. Yeah, but you wouldn't make it yourself with I no instructions. Even, well, no, because I wouldn't even think about it. You see, <laughs> this is just it. It's a thought process of somebody. Yeah. It's it's a thought process when somebody has this idea and says, 
I'm going to try this. I can go up there. And and then when he does, obviously, you know, he's above the Solomon Islands and he's got this incredible views. I mean, you do it yeah. above the English Channel. It's, it's not going to be it's a bit grey, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit grey. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, so he's, he's picked a choice location. He's picked a choice mean, location, yeah. But I guess, you know, I mean, he could have used the Barrier Reef, I guess. I don't know. Maybe there yeah. are restrictions on that, um, yeah. perhaps, because they, yeah. they are putting more restrictions on it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is... Uh, it's, it's amazing stuff. Um, yeah, it's ingenuity I mean, and, yeah. Mm. I mean, if it's anything like the UK, you must have had to meet some strict health and safety guidelines and all of that. Or you, you know, know all about that with drone I, stuff. I know you? all about that with drone stuff, yes, with a recent client. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's fascinating to see stuff like this. It's groundbreaking. This is what pushes the boundaries. This is what mm-hmm. makes us get the imagery that we see, that we sort of say wow to. And we need and 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 then like humans do this and and we need to do things like this to evolve, yeah. don't we? And to keep keep got to keep the innovating. Boundaries. Good stuff. So, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, just to remind you again that uh, if you enjoy the show, just please make sure to support us by uh, subscribing now to our Patreon. Okay, exciting, you know that's going to be growing and some exciting stuff we're going to be having on there as well. It's obviously our YouTube channel. We will be going video soon, and of course, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and all of these will be linked in the show notes. But please, the most important thing is, as well as listening to us, is please leave those five star reviews. That's what we need. Um, that's what we need to keep the show going. And of course, the patron as well. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Cheers. Bye for now, guys. Bye for now. 